Hello everyone and welcome to episode one. My name is Anushka and I will be the host for this podcast. In today's episode, we have a really interesting interview with Miss Tina Norman, who is from the Blackfeet Nation, and she is also an activist who advocates for Indigenous rights as well as diversity and equity within the community. Today, we're going to be covering some very important topics, especially things that are not talked about enough. She'll also be sharing some words of wisdom along the way, as well as ways that you can get involved and learn more. So keep listening ahead, and here we go! All right, thank you so much for coming today, Ms. Norman. It's such an honor to have you here. Can you please introduce yourself to start off? My name is Crystal Creek Woman. My English name, Tina Norman. I'm from the Blackfeet Reservation and residing here in Seattle right now. I've lived on and off of the reservation all my life. So I'm, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you've lived on and off the reservation. So what have your experiences been like there? It's a lot easier for me, myself, um, with my nation to be culturally active on my reservation um, with things such as spirituality because there's easier access. We're right there and, and they're traditionalists and that's my culture and it's different to the Northwest cultural tribes like Duwamish and uh, different peoples over here in the Pacific Northwest. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the differences. Uh, It's different being in the city because uh, the integration, most of all, it's cultural integration. Uh, it, there is a lot of cultural integration here in Seattle with uh, Duwamish, with different, you know, different tribes here from the Pacific Northwest. And there are things such as powwows. Uh, I don't do this. Uh, there's Daybreak Star. There's different places that help you get involved, uh, Clear Skies. Right. Uh, Native UNEA, they help you uh, get active culturally. Um, I'm on different sites, uh, especially during COVID, like the Native Wellness site, Mm -hmm. uh, which does a lot of cultivation. But uh, when you're here, it's for me a big difference. It's it's a big difference from Browning from from back home in general, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, people are different. Yeah. Interaction of people, it's really different. A lot of things are very high paced here because it is city, it's metropolis area. And that's in the country, it's in the plains. There's just a different way of life. And I know that it's that way from even non-natives uh, being from small towns, going to big city, but it's even probably more so with cultural uh, integration. It's it's totally different. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I, I I think I, I don't know if I mentioned like I'm non-indigenous, but I'm like Indian from like Asia. So um, my parents are also like they're they're immigrants to the U.S. And um, you know I've lived in like. India and the U.S. and it's like so different like back home versus here so yeah it's definitely um, a unique thing to see. The I even find how people relate to each other um, a different style. Mm-hmm. A different style. Uh, it's there people are more standoff. Uh, it's something that I see in in a lot of it. Um, some of it's because a lot of it's recognition, a lot of it's recognition, and it's a little more probably difficult um, 
being mixed blood and the identification because it, when you're in a city versus being back home because other people know my family, they know my relations, they know who I interact with, they know me as a traditionalist. When here, there's so many people you, that don't know you and you've you kind of got to be careful where you you know what you're doing and you got to inform people you know who your family is where you're from uh your teachings how you've been brought up a lot of the times people will place enrollment which i don't like uh they place enrollment on you and to me that's a form of genocide i don't like it myself it's abolishing a lot of tribes abolishing a lot of nations and it's it's a little more harder to you know to interact because there's so many people that are stand off they're like you know who is this person are they you know like the verse wannabe versus are they really a native person you know are they, what is their interaction are they fake are they real you know that's constantly something that's brought at me myself being a, a mixed blood um there's a lot of people that are saying oh you know maybe steer player you know until you know who that is mm -hmm. it's a caution zone that's that's unacceptable you know it's it's very unacceptable especially with our our children you know i it's a harder drive for them to be socially accepted as being native. A lot of the times too, like when my daughter first came back, people thought she was another nationality. They couldn't believe she was Native American. Mm. They, uh, you know, thought Mexican, they thought yeah. Asian, they thought Indian, they thought everything but what she really is. You know, mm -hmm. so it's 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 different in the city for those reasons and and more and more reasons. Yeah, it's unfortunate to see how those like stereotypes and stigmas play out and just people's like perceptions of what people should be like. It's it's not yeah. fair. It's not fair, <laughs> and no one should get to determine what someone should look like, right? So right, right, right. It's strange. <laughs> yes. And um, I, you mentioned something about like when someone like puts enrollment on you. Can you please explain what that is so I can understand? Enrollment, a court of blood degree or more. And that's what the United States federal government put down as a pedigree mm. for Native people. And they're the only people in the world that have the pedigree. The only people in the world, the whole universe this whole world that have a stamp that says you are native or you are not native um this issue has been going on since 19 i believe 62 i want to make sure i have that word year right i believe it is 1962 uh january 28th and it was imposed upon all nations people um it's a pedigree mm. It's a pedigree. Some people will argue that and they'll say it is recognition of their tribe and it should stay and it should be higher. But what they're not re recognizing is our children, even if they are of mixed blood, say uh, Navajo and Blackfeet or Chippewa and Blackfeet or say, you know, whatever, you know, Duwamish and Blackfeet, you know, a mixed nation of people if they're even one quarter or less of those nations, they're still native. Right. They're still native. Uh, it's, it, like I said, it's a genocide, a breaking down a race, breaking down a culture. It's the federal government breaking down saying, well, once you're that, there's no more native people. There's no more native people and you no longer exist, you know, and it's a real battle right now because if we bring that blood quantum issue at ease and maybe um, I could go on forever on this. Um, this is something probably uh, I'd like to gain more 
back into the subjects that you were you were speaking on because I really I could go on for hours on this. <laughs> it's genocide. It's it's genocide of our people of a blood quantum that hasn't been imposed on our people for very long, and it decides and determines whether you are me or not. Mm-hmm. And you can be of any mix blood of any nation and not be enough to be declared an enrolled member to say you are Native American. I think that's probably the best, simplest way to, to, to put it right now that I can describe. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. That that helps clarify. And I think that it's really important to talk about these things because as a non-Indigenous person, when I hear these things that I don't know about, it really opens up my my view, right? And I I feel like people should should know about this more. I think this is like a like a kind of like a secret that has been kept from people and people like in just who are non-Indigenous, they don't know about these kind of things. And that's why I was hoping to make this podcast because that is that's just not okay. It's not acceptable. It's not okay. It's, it determines who our children are. Yeah. Humans are land-based, based on blood quantum. And not us as a, pe- a people, as a culture, as a being, as, a, as people who are alive. They, it was meant to bring us out of existence, not to support us, not to help us, not to help us move on, not to help us continue. And it was part of genocide to abolishment, to breaking our blood quantum down so they can finally say, you no longer exist. Mm -hmm. And it's a real shame that that has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what happens if, if they say that, like, you know, you're not native or anything. Well, then they abolish your tribe. They abolish you as a nation. You no longer exist. You're wiped off the face mm-hmm. of the earth. You're, you're gone, do you know? You may exist among your people and they know you still exist and you're still long mm-hmm. or, or you're still living and your culture is still alive and you may, and they may thrive because it has happened. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, as, as for the federal government, the federal government of the United States of America, you no longer live, you no longer exist. It's like you're extinct. You are gone, poof, like that. You're, you're gone, there's, there's, you're just wiped off the face of the earth. You don't exist. That's like telling you, if you were to have a child yourself, you don't exist. Your culture doesn't exist anymore. You no longer exist. You're no longer a person. You're no longer in a, we don't count you. You don't count. Your children don't count. Your relatives don't count. You don't count. You're gone. Goodbye. No, you don't. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to talk to you. Your land base is gone. Your everything is gone. Your culture is gone. You're wiped off. You're dead. That's pretty much what they what they will do, they will tell you, you're gone. Yeah. I, I still can't comprehend that this exists in our today. Well, it, it, it exists, it exists. We, it was kind of crazy because I worked in tourism for, for many, many years. And we taught about our culture, we taught about our land base, we taught about our religious, we taught about a lot of many different things. And we had people that, come from all over the world to learn about the Blackfeet people. And it was really crazy because you'd get a real pompous racist one every now and then that was from the United States, right here in a blessed United States. And they would say, oh, Bring them on. Where's them Indians? Bring them on. You know, where am I going to see them Indians? Where are they? Are they out there in those fields? Are they? Where are they? No, oh, they come in and they talk all big. And, oh, no. Well, and it, was, it was really odd. And we had quite a few that would do that. And they'd say, are they down there in that field? Oh, are they in them teepees? We want to go down there and see if they're, and we're all sitting in the garage. And we're all like, oh, we're all black feet. And you'd see different tones, different, you know, we're all black. And we're sitting right here. We're right here in front of you. Well, what's down there in that field? I want to see the real Indians. 
Oh, again. And then you'd get the other people that were from other places. For instance, Taiwan, frickin' Sweden, uh, Germany, uh, France, uh, you know, uh, Tambuktu, who knows? You know, you'd get them from another country and they'd be sitting in your living room and they'd say, can you teach us about the Blackfeet people? Are you black? Wow, can you tell me, just like you're doing right now, what is it like to be a Blackfeet? What is it like? Do you live here? Do they all live here? Do, you know, wow, there's genocide. Wow, there's enrollment. Why do they have that? Mm -hmm. You know, that's unfair. That's unkind. We don't do that to our people in the world. You know, do you have to prove you're white? And what nationality of white are you? Are you Scottish, English? Are you Irish? Are you German? Are you French? Can you tell me your blood degree for being Indian? No. <laughs> Can you tell me exactly? I want to know the block, the street that you brought, born, that your parents born and bred. I want to know where they're from. I want to know where their grandparents are from. Because if I don't know that, you're not Indian. Oh, that's, yeah. So you cannot know any longer, tell me you can protect, practice your religious beliefs. You don't have a land base. India is no longer yours. You know, see, this is what they cast. Mm -hmm. And it's cast, it's just really a horrible genocide. It's and it causes a lot of commotion within our reservations. Mm -hmm. Our reservations, so many people who are a quarter or more, there are some that say, no, don't open the enrollment because we're afraid they're going to wipe us out anyway. You know, so it's a, a scary balance on either end of the pendulum for the people who are more blood quantum, for the people who aren't. It's scary. Mm -hmm. You know, and the US government has imposed this. They have placed this on our people. And, you know, some of them are like, no, don't do that because we'll be wiped out and there'll be no dark skinned, beautiful people anymore. Or they'll be, you know, they'll, you know, it's, it's, they'll take our money when they're not even getting money, really. They get maybe like our nation gets $50 a year for Christmas. Oh. You can't live. You can't live on that. That's per capita. That's what's called per capita. Something the federal government issues out once a year. Some tribes get more, but <laughs> some tribes don't get any. But $50 a year, I don't think that's going to make or break my bank. That, you know, you, you buy your groceries. There you go. That, you know, buy some necessities like toilet paper, toothpaste, stuff like that. There you go. There's your 50 bucks, you know, and that's what they give you to survive on. I know I'm not really worried about the 50 bucks. I'm not worried about the $50, you know, land base. I think the numbers better come up because the less people they have that they're counting as a head count for people for a land base, the federal government's going to steamroll in and they will take that land and they'll say you guys no longer exist anyway your tribe is too small you don't have enough numbers you don't have enough you're no longer in existence so either way and see what they're saying is to bring up a headcount to recognize our children to recognize our people as who they are mm -hmm. and i do think you should have descendancy i do think that you should have you know be able to prove your genealogy you know, of, of who you are. I think there is a reason behind that. And I don't think they should wipe that out because that will open a door for just anybody to say, oh, I'm Indian and I'm going to go out here and I'm going to be right. an Indian and I'm going to do all this. You know, so there is a, a line that you need to walk. There is a lineage that you should, you know, that you should follow as well. I don't think that it should be, the door should be opened in that way. And that is my opinion. You know, um, I don't think that anybody that moves on a reservation just automatically becomes a native. Yeah. I don't think that'd be right either. Mm -hmm. you know, prove your 
your lineage, uh, possibly prove your, your interactions that you have, you know, because there's some people that are native and they have more than a quarter blood. Maybe they're almost full blood, but they don't have any interactions with their native culture. Mm -hmm. They don't have any feelings towards it anyway. And so it's a, it's a big controversial issue that stems amongst her. I can imagine. And um, so as you mentioned, you are like Blackfeet. So can you just like describe like more about your culture? What are some things that you've learned and would like to share? Um, I've been brought up in my culture since I was little. Uh, I know and uh, tend and try to tend since I've been in Seattle and COVID. I haven't been able to go back or, or visit or anything. Uh, I'm, classified high risk, so mm -hmm. I'm kind of stuck years. But prior to that, I participate in ceremony, religious beliefs, the art forms, music, dance, song, daily life, politics, political views, uh, and all different aspects. So I've grown up predominantly in the arts. My family's been surrounded in the arts since I was a baby. And I like to teach it, uh, I like to teach herbology. Um, there's different things that I'm involved. I'm just Blackfeet, I'm Blackfeet inside. It's not just something shiny and outside and a, a thing I participate in, including spirituality. It's not just a once in a year thing. It's not just a once in a blue moon thing. I am Blackfeet in and out. I am. I participate in everything I, I possibly can. And especially from afar, it's, it's a little tougher. So I try and get involved with the community that's around, even some of our black people that are around within Seattle, um, different, different events. I, I still practice all my traditions. I still do my artwork mm -hmm. and a song, dance, which is also powwows. Don't go to too many over here. I kind of miss the ones back home. <laughs> but um, I participate in as many ways as I can. It's great to hear. Yeah. One of my um, my father's colleagues, she is Blackfeet too. And um, she shared like some, um, I think there's a powwow in the Seattle area that might be happening in like July. So I think I'm going to be going with her and I'm super excited because it, it sounds, yeah, I would love to, love to. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Daybreak Star has a good powwow in the summer. I don't know if they're going to be doing it this year. Hopefully we'll be able to to partake in these these different things right now. I, I, I'm praying for our future to get better right now. Yeah, for sure. So I know that in Indigenous culture, like elders are very like, you know, respected and as in my culture as well, which I think is really amazing that we have similarities in some ways. So what are some like words of wisdoms or teachings that you have learned from your elders? To keep our culture alive, to keep teaching our children our traditions, um, our traditional medicines is one that I really like to, to keep alive. Our songs, our spiritual songs, our religious ways, our respect that we're taught, how to respect our elders, how to respect people, our land, how to persevere, how to be strong, how to keep keep trying and keep, never give up. We have a word, to keep trying hard and to, to never give up, to be native, to know about your native culture, to know the truths, learn the truths and tell and teach the truths, you know? Um, teach our history. Teach our history, learn about our history, where we're from, who we are as a people from past to present, you know, the issues we face today, 
strive for sovereignty. I am a strong believer in that. I believe our nations are owed that due respect as full sovereign nations. Um, just to really keep strong, keep strong in our, our traditional values and ways. That's yeah, and then um, what are like you mentioned? Like you need to teach your history, which I definitely agree is really important because if people aren't learning about the history, I think like they won't know about like the kind of things that are happening. Like you mentioned this, what the government has been doing with like the enrollment and everything. Um, so what do you think like should be done to help um, alleviate these issues? to keep our movements alive, to go out there and to, I, I, I feel it's important to, to educate people on the rights and the wrongs that are happening. Um, some of it, like what my daughter speaks of is when you pick up a textbook in school and you read all about Columbus and you read a very little bit about native people and mm -hmm. some of it's really BS and it's swept under the carpet, you know, they don't teach about, you know, the true histories of our people and what happened to our people as a nation. Uh, they don't teach what America really was built on. Mm -hmm. They don't teach the truth. They don't teach about the killings. The honest, you know, there's some uglies in there. There's some uglies and trauma that's in there that still to this day is affecting our people. Uh, and those traumas and the colonization needs to be brought forward mm -hmm. and broken that colonization needs to be broken it, it it's it's trauma on our people that affects us it affects our children it affects us from progressing it affects us in so many ways and if it's not confronted and it's not dealt with in a humane way it's going to continue to break our world down. It's going to continue to break us down as a people. It's mm -hmm. going to inflict pain and animosities towards each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our tide comes in where a lot of bad happens. So it's important to make sure we're, we're teaching our value, our worth. We're teaching about our earth. We're teaching about all aspects of our earth. You know, from ground up, we want to strengthen our people. We want to tell people we're very much alive. And what we were doing, there wasn't, it wasn't wrong. How we were living, it wasn't wrong. How we were as a being wasn't wrong. We didn't have to take all this punishment and the beating and the change. We could have lived in unity as a nation with people accepting us as our own. Mm -hmm. And what are some steps and action steps that you, you would like to see people take to, to fix this? I'd like to see people to continue on with fighting for our water, with not, you know, protecting our water. Our water protectors are very, very important. Uh, missing and murder cases. I'd like to see people continue to get educated about our missing and murdered indigenous women and men. I'd like to see things continue on about the oil and, and protecting us against mining, um, protecting our earth, our air. Um, those are things that are very important to me because mm -hmm. without our earth, without our air, our water, our elements of the earth, 
being classified as sacred and protected as sacred, we're not going to have an earth. We're not going to have an earth for any of our children, whatever nationality they may be. They're, without an earth, we're no longer in existence. Mm -hmm. And I think keeping up and keeping strong with, with gaining our, our land base back and protecting it, not just receiving it, not just gaining that back, not just getting these things motion. We need more people in power positions, White House to government to beyond, just our people strengthening in unity with each other and teaching how to protect our children, how to protect our earth right at this time is very important to me. And our our minerals, our land, our water, our air are the main key factors in life that our health needs. Without our, our mother earth being clean and safe, we're gonna continue to have things like hatred and pandemics and all the ugliness that's gonna enter without respecting our earth. Definitely. I agree 100%. And um, if you would like to say something to the audience, like what are some like organizations you would say are doing some work or what are some efforts people can be a part of um, to help out? Oh, there's so many out there. I would, I, I there are so many, I, I probably can't even name them all off at once. I mm -hmm. named a few, you know, become active in our political or indigenous political movements become, I'm not going to name one or two because I don't want to favor one or two over the other. I want it to be a positive, um, I, I want it to be positive all around. I, I just couldn't favor one or the other. There's there's all kinds, for, like I said, from resources to politics to spiritualism to cultural relations to wellness to uh, missing murdered to there are, are so many, there are so many that are available to us right now, from DAPL to Native Wellness to so many. I'd say, look into our nations, look into our in First Nations, Indigenous people, meet with them, talk with them, speak with them, find out what each place, wherever area you are, in the United States, where whatever area you're at, reach out to them, find out the different groups that they have available that are supporting all these issues that are helping us improve our life, improve our recognition to keep us strong as First Nations people, to uh, integrate with other cultures. I mean, there's nowhere in our history as native peoples that said we weren't to integrate with other cultures. There's nowhere that's our God-given right mm -hmm. to integrate, to be involved with other cultures, but it's also our God-given right to be respected as First Nations people. And where all these people from other parts of the world are existing today, they're living here in what they call America, where our First Nations people resided. That's why we're called First Nations, and to respect us as humans, to exp express us as a, uh, to, to, excuse me, not express, to respect us as a culture mm -hmm. of where they're all sitting here today. The acknowledgement is important. The acknowledgement should be respected still to this day, should be taught. The, it's our land base. It's our land base. And you should always know whose land base you're standing on, what they're doing to protect it, and try your best to, to unite with it and to, to keep it going as a people. Um, 
it's sad to see so many in some, I don't know how to explain this right, but to see so many people fighting for their cultures, fighting for their lives, fighting to be acknowledged, to be respected, all here in America. And yet the people who were the original existent people here, not to have that respect or be shown that respect at this time. Mm -hmm. I'd like more involvement from other cultures that are upcoming, that are uprising at this time and help them lift our native First Nations people at the same time. It's an uprise for us and not to forget where they're standing on indigenous First Nations land. Yes, I agree. And that's why when I, I first heard about like the reality of what was going on um, behind the black curtain that I had no idea about, I thought that this is such an important topic and I'd never learned about it, you know, coming from my perspective, but I was like, you know, this is, um, that's why I started doing land. Um, I'm trying to work on like a land acknowledgement project currently. Um, because we don't do land acknowledgements at our school. And I really think that that's a good way to like spread awareness. So yeah, would you, do you want to like speak on that or what are like some, um, we're trying to like get our petition signed because um, we're trying to like propose it to our school. So if you can like support it and like spread the word or just like help us in the effort, I would, that'd be great. <laughs> I would love to. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. And then I can like send you the petition if you want. And then if do you want to like, um, if you want to like look over the wording, um, if if you think there's any changes that need to be made, like, I would love to hear your thoughts too. Sure, I can take a look at it. Maybe I can um, get a few people, you mm -hmm. know, also not just myself. So it's not just coming from my perspective, but it's coming from other Indigenous people. Yeah. As well and their perspective of it. I think that would be great, yeah. Yeah, and I really hope that we can do this because I think we should really recognize like the land, you know, we're, we're living on, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, like I said, they're the only people in the world that are having these things imposed on us, you know, at, at this level, at this mm -hmm. level. Um, I want to respect your time. I know it's, it's, um, I've taken a lot of it. So are, are there like any, anything else you'd like to add or say? Persevere. Stay strong. Never give up. And keep the movements going. Keep the movements going. Unite. Keep educating each other about these issues. Find out, like I said, go to the First Nations people, find out exactly what they're working on, you know, where, what areas maybe you can help, what areas, you know, should you stay clear or should you get involved in? Uh, be aware, mm -hmm. just knowledge and education, just like we, they're trying to educate us about different things in the political era right now, educate about our, our, our indigenous people educate. Yep, yep, for sure. And I reached out to the Duwamish, but how can people reach out to tribes in their area? Mm, there's different, like I said, there's different organizations. Um, even like uh, through Discovery Park, uh, through the United Indians, through um, Mahali, through the Duwamish Longhouse through their tribe. Um, look up the different resource centers. Mm -hmm. uh, person to person, like you're doing with me right now. Find, you know, the different Native people you're, that are in the community and ask questions. Ask questions. Find out who their leaders are. Find out who's leading different movements in the community, Chief Seattle Club. There's a wonderful place right there. Wonderful place where you, you could get a hold of possibly leave a message for Colleen Echohawk. She's a really good source. 
Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of resources. It's just actually looking them up. You can look them up online. You can connect with other indigenous people in the community. It's like when I'm home, you get somebody that will drive down the road. You got 8.5 million tourists that go through there a year. And somebody drives down the road and says, can you cook, can you cook any uh, indigenous food? Where do I go for indigenous food? Well, I know somebody that actually does have this going on right now. Maybe they're having a, a happening or an event or um, yeah, go on down to Indian Days. We have that once a year and they have different foods that are down there sometimes, you know, that you can try. Or yes, we have it here. We're cooking it here tonight. Welcoming, you know, they'll welcome you in. And Or I'm looking, I want to know if I'm from this nation or a long time ago, somebody said I was native or something like that. Go to the tribal office. Go to their genealogy departments. Go to the different tribal centers, the actual tribal councils, the people. Interact yourself, because you're not going to find it in a basic textbook. You're not going to find it within even Seattle's public schools right at this time. That's what we're fighting for. We're fighting to have change in that right now as well. And hopefully we'll have more progressive change. I mean, they've been fighting for that ever since before I was born in the Seattle Public Schools District. And we thought that we had somebody that was going to actually initiate that. And it didn't go so well. So initiating more Native, you know, people into the system is going to be what's going to actually help for people such as yourself and others to find out where they can help, where they can help step up and help our people. Mm -hmm. That yeah, I would I like I said, I'm like really interested, and I would want to help in any way I can. So like. Um, definitely like, um, please let, tell, let me know what I can do. And I just want to get involved in. Um, yeah. And I know you mentioned like Indian days. Is that in like Seattle or? No, the, the Indian days I was talking about is in Browning, Montana. Uh -huh. Usually the second weekend of July. Okay. So that's usually every year and it's been going on for very, very long time. I don't have the exact date on my hand. I'm sorry. But a very, very, very long time. Very long time. And it's in honor of our, our nation. It's a powwow. It's a big festivities. There's everything from powwow to rodeo to giveaways to all kinds of tribal interactions. There's all kinds of things that go on during that time. And people gather from all over the world to go see there. Some people will come back year after year and they're not even from the United States. It's internationally known event that happens really. And there's many different things like that that you can go to the different gatherings like that from uh, if you're invited to different you know, events from canoeing to, um, to, to all, all different things from longhouses to sweats to powwows to, there are all a multitude of events that happen with indigenous people. And some of them you can go to, some of them it's better to be invited to. But like I said, interacting and learning and meeting native people and actually taking that step like you're doing, take that step. It's just one step. <laughs> take that step and say, oh, you're, you're First Nations. You know, well, I'm from here and this is about my culture. Can you share something with me about your culture? Can we share? Can we share some knowledge? because I'm really wanting to know, I'm really wanting to learn. And I know there's so much wrongfulness that's been done with this culture, that culture, my culture, whatever it is. And we need to fix this. We need to fix our earth. We need to fix our people. We need to freaking fix this earth <laughs> right now because it's an insane madness. And, you know, with like your generation, I'm part of the generation. It wants to develop a better earth. Mm -hmm. 
want to bring it in my heart. I want to bring it in my children's heart and for all for future generations to come. I want to be able to stand by you, not against you. I want to stand with you. You know, we're sisters, we're brothers, we're family. Let's stop this past, this past ugliness of divide. And let's bring ourselves together in a healthy manner where we're going to be able to protect our earth for future generations to come. Just that step. Hi. You want to be friends? <laughs> yeah. 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 So if people wanted to learn more about Native culture, where would you suggest that they look? Um, like I said, look up different nations. Look up the different nations, the different tribes of the United States. Like if you wanted to find out about Navajo, mm -hmm. you know, start getting on there and start looking up the Navajo people. Look up their history. Look up their tribe. They have tourism. They have like I said, different events. Um, uh, if you went to the Blackfeet, Google in Blackfeet, you're going to see the tribal council come up. You're going to see places of tourism. Oh, my father's, he's deceased now. He passed away in November. So some of it's not continuing on. His business is kind of shut down right at this time. But you'd find in there the Lodgepole Gallery, and there's still history there. You'll find a Blackfoot Confederacy, you'll find there, and it goes all the way up into Canada. Yeah. You know, because the only thing that separated us was the 49th parallel, the border, or mm -hmm. the same people. That's the only thing that separated us. Um, look up the Duwamish, you're right here in Seattle. Mm -hmm go to these places as soon as things open up go to these places interact with our people interact with them find out the different events they're going to guide you you know not everything is going to be online you're going to want to interact with our people one-on-one -on -one, not just open the book or open the internet yeah. you know find out Find out more. Uh, be involved like you are with Clear Skies. They give you links to all these different people from all different communities. You know, because there are a multitude of nations within that group. And it's real positive because you don't just have the Duwamish. You have people who are Assiniboine, Dakota, Lakota. No, Navajo, you have people who are from all over. Our native people aren't just one land base. They're not just one section of the United States. They're not just the Duwamish. There are peoples all over the United States. And so Googling and, and finding their tribe, looking and doing some research actually with the people, actually with the people, because right now that's probably the best way because we can't go to these places. Our travel is limited right at this moment. Mm -hmm. And some of our nations are on lockdown. And so you can't just go travel all over. That's the sole beauty of the internet right now because it's actually getting our people's voices like you and I speaking right now um, from word of mouth. Oh, I heard about this person they work for this or they've been in that society or they've been doing this for their people um that's a good way for for interaction to de to develop to start um once you start sending them an email or there's a phone number you can call you can pick up a call and, can you please help me mm -hmm. i want to know more about this nation i want to know about that nation i want to know about these people can you tell me this or can you direct me can you direct me further um being blackfeet and i came back just some years ago um i called just some years ago it's been about almost 10 now i've been back here mm -hmm. to seattle so um i myself 
try to involve myself with the different groups. Like I said, UNEA, I try to go to Discourage Park. I try to meet up with people at different events, different events that they have that goes on, you know, in the community, in the Native communities. That's how I actually get out there and try and help myself connect. And even though they may not be Blackfeet, they're still First Nations and it feels good to interact. And I gain a little more knowledge each time by getting myself involved in the different, the different communities, meeting people. Right. I definitely will keep that in mind. And um, I, I really love to uh, talk more. And it was such a pleasure talking to you too. I learned so much today and yeah, always, it's always really interesting. Yeah, when I was a little girl, I remember one friend of mine that just reconnected with me after 35 years. Wow. And she said, I remember you. Do you remember me? We went to school together when we were kids. She said, that's the best thing I ever had happen to me in my life. You took me to a powwow and I got to interact. We even got out and did the round dance. <laughs> round dance together. Do you remember that? Do you remember? I remember when your dad came to the school and you and your dad performed and you danced drum and sang and you taught how to make different art items. Uh, just one person can make that impact on you. So it's not always a group. It's not always just, like I said, one nation. It's uniting. It's saying, let's share our culture. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was, <laughs> that was that was so interesting. I like I said, I love talking to you. I learned so much, and I would love to talk to you again if if you know, just learn more, talk more in general, if you'd like. Sure. Yeah. We and, have a lot covered today, so I was trying to narrow down things, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can always like go more in depth, like later on too. Like I. My, the, the main goal of my podcast, I want to showcase as much as I can. So like you were saying, I could talk for hours, totally talk for hours, you know, <laughs> just like say as much as you would like, because this is all about sharing your voice and your stories. So I'd love to hear it. Thank you. I'd love to share again. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and uh, have a great day. Rest of your day. Bye. We say kitakidamatsun in my language. I'll see you later. When we don't say goodbye. We say, I'll see you later. Kitaki Matsun. Hey, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Please don't forget to check out my website, www.originative.org, to leave me a comment and let me know what you think. You can also check out some of the resources that I've linked there and stay tuned because our next episode will be coming very soon. Take care.